Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Broncos podcast presented by Bet Online. I'm Chris Braden. But you already know that. We have a new host today, and this is a super exciting day for me and all you out there. Let's just let's throw some Easter eggs out there. From the U, one of the best right tackles the Denver Broncos have ever seen. Went to the Chargers. Sad day for me. Been on Denver radio for some time. Went to the 49ers last year. Coached a little bit, but he's back here in Denver. Orlando Franklin. You may know him as Big O. How you doing, Orlando? I'm excited to have you here today and for the rest of the season. It's going to be good stuff. I'm doing great today, Chris. Um, got up this morning, was able to get a nice workout in and just get the day started. Always feel better when I'm able to get up early in the morning, get a lift in or get a run or a walk or whatever it is and just kind of decompress and get ready for the day. So was able to do that this morning and I'm ready to rock and roll now. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. I'm a morning guy, too. I want to tell you this, like watching your transformation from when you were in the NFL to what you are today is pretty amazing. And it's funny because like me, the only time I've ever seen that, just like with my two eyes, is Tom Nalen. I don't know if you remember when Tom Nalen was a big boy and then like six months later, you're like, what? Who is that? I remember he came into training camp and I think he was doing radio and we're and everyone's like, that's Nalen. And we're like, no way. Yeah, no but does way. Tommy really count though at the end of the day, Chris? Because you know, <laughs> Tommy was an undersized center and he played the center position where typically you gotta have that lateral quickness. You gotta be able to get out there and cut off two eyes in that wide zone, the, you know, that Shanahan tree offense. And mm-hmm. you gotta be the most kind of athletic lineman out there at the center position. So typically we see those guys at about 290, but soaking wet. And when True. you start the season off at 290, I'm sure Tommy had some seasons where towards the end, he was probably about 100 and, or probably about 280, 285 pounds soaking wet. So I would argue it was easier for him <laughs> to lose the weight than it was for me because, you know, I was a big boy. I was you are. 30 pounds yeah. and finally decided to, dial it in and get after this weight loss and go on the journey. And now I, I hover around 230 pounds. So over a little bit over a hundred pounds of weight loss and look completely different, but feel amazing. So I'm happy that I did it. So, bef- so when you started that journey, it's funny, we're going to get into the Broncos, but I want to know more about this. You went over to the dungeon family. You were working with Matt McChesney. Did you do anything before you got over there or like kind of what was the process of yeah, getting yes. into where you're at today? Yeah, so I actually got with Matt a lot later in the journey, um, kind of after I I've lost about 90% of my weight loss. And I was like, hey, you know what? Got to start lifting weights a little bit more. Got to start doing some some stuff just strengthening-wise because I haven't touched a weight since I retired. So for me, Chris, I took about two years off after retiring in 2018, uh, flirted with the idea of, of dropping weight. But what would happen with me each and every year is around November, you know, we, we, we get first we get October, right? We get the Halloween, right? Mm-hmm. And we're having the young kiddos. My son, my oldest is allergic to uh, dairy and nuts. So daddy gets to eat all the candy that has the dairy and nuts in it. 
So we would have Halloween, then we'd have um, Thanksgiving would come in November. Then after Thanksgiving, my birthday is December 16th. Then Christmas hits. Then New Year's hits. Then I'm on a USO tour in January for two weeks overseas visiting our troops. Then I'm on a family vacation in the middle of February, a couple of weeks after the Super Bowl for two weeks with the family. And all of a sudden I jump on the scale and I'm up 45 pounds because I've been hanging out and really enjoying myself for the last couple of months. So that's what was happening with me where I was constantly stuck in this cycle where I would drop some weight, get to about 285 pounds, and then all of a sudden go through this three and a half month cycle where you're entertaining and you're getting pulled in every direction where I would just gain the weight back. And finally, I was like, the heck with this. Something has to change. Baby number two is on the way. I need to get more healthier. It's no longer going to be zone defense in the household. It's going to be man to man. Wife's going to have a kid. I got to have a kid and I got to get healthy. So stop drinking. You know, I'm a little bit over two and a half years sober. That's a huge part of my weight loss and started to do paleo. That diet has been wonders, done wonders for me because that diet most fits my day-to-day lifestyle where right. you can eat as much meat and as much veggies as you want. You don't have to sit there and count calories. So that really worked out for me as well. And I started to walk five miles a day because originally when you're about 330 pounds and you haven't touched the weight, you haven't moved or done anything athletic for about two years, you could imagine the wear and tear that I had from the NFL with the back and the knee stuff. So couldn't even jog at first. So started off walking five miles a day and literally approached it as, hey, I want to do this for a month. Well, I did it for a month, Chris, and all of a sudden I was down 15 pounds, felt a lot healthier, and all I was doing was walking in and I was eating the foods that I loved. So after the first month, then I was like, man, let's do this for three months. And I did it for three months, and I was down 35 pounds. And I was like, man, this feels amazing. So now I'm sitting there, and ultimately I was like, well, women every single day get pregnant, and they have to put down alcohol for nine months. Let me see if I could do this for nine months, because women do it every single day. And they have to do this so they could have healthy babies and things like that. Did it for nine months, Chris, and I was, I got down by 75 pounds. Oh, wow. And I went from walking five miles to being able to jog five miles in nine months. I went from literally walking and never thinking about competing or thinking about running ever again in my life to signing up for 5Ks, to signing up for 10Ks and completing these tasks with good times. So it became addicting as results always become addicting because when you see that scale moving down, you know that you're trending in the right direction. And honestly, I just knew that I was losing the weight and I knew that I was feeling better, but I didn't realize that my appearance had had changed over the nine months until one of my buddies had sat there and literally texted me. I was like, hey, oh, I'm super proud of you, dude. And I was like, why? What's up? It was like, you know, you have a neck and you have a jawline. <laughs> as you could imagine, I think that this guy's chirping me at that point. So I'm getting ready to text him back some stuff that's not radio or not podcast friendly. But then he sends a picture of me of back in the day when I was playing for the Broncos. And I don't know if you've seen the photo that went viral, but that's the photo. So he sent that photo of me as a Bronco player. I immediately... In my kitchen, 
took my camera, took a picture of myself, got the PicStick app, and put these two pictures together just to compare. And what started off is me making a joke on social media saying, man, why did nobody ever tell me that I didn't have a neck? Or why did nobody tell me that my face was so fat? What started as a joke and basically me just sitting there trying to make fun of myself went viral and has became an inspiration to a lot of people out there. So it's been amazing. And now I don't have to worry about my weight each and every day. I wake up and I'm able to jump out of bed where before I started this weight loss journey, I used to have a 15 minute stretch routine that I had to do every single morning just to feel okay enough to move around. And I would dread going outside with my kids and running around and things like that. Where now it's, hey, you want to play soccer, Zay? Let's go do it. You want to go kick the, the, the you want to go shoot the basketball around? We can go do that as well. Let's go to the park. Let's go run around. Let's go do these things where the quality of life for me has been so much better. So I'm extremely happy that I've been able to do it. And I'm hoping that a lot of people could, could see my journey, understand that if I could do it, they could do it as well. And just get back to taking controls of can taking control of our lives. No, and I know you've uh, inspired a couple of guys at the radio station. Or one, Cecil looks awesome too, man. So I don't know if he took any of that from you, but he he looks good too. I know you do tons of hikes too, so you're gonna have to take me on one of those one day. Absolutely. We're Is it a crazy to- hike? Are we running or are we hiking? Um, you know, it all it all depends. But the thing about that, I will tell you. You know, and listeners out there, you can follow my me on social media. My regular page is ofranklin74. That's on Instagram and Twitter. But for my hiking stuff, you could follow hiking with Big O on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I kind of lay it out there. And I'll tell you what the hike is. Like, so for example, Chris and listeners out there, I'd be like, hey, this is what I'm hiking this week. This is the start time. Would love to have you guys come out and join me. And I'll tell you kind of, how long the hike should take, the miles and the elevation and the difficulty level. So I leave it up to, you know, the person that's considering the hike to really, you know, either sign up for it and say, I'm good with that or not. But we try to take it slow. I tell a lot of stories. I try to make it fun because I understand when I first got out there on my first hike and I was coming straight out of the NFL when I started hiking, I thought I was in shape. I wasn't in hiking shape. Right. When you get up there in the elevation, that air gets a little thinner and you might have to stop. And there's no problem with that. We'll stop for whoever's with us. And, you know, I'll tell a story and we'll, we'll try to get everybody through the finish line. Because to me, this is all about strengthening communities, creating friendships, creating bonds, and now allowing people to come out, hear a couple of Bronco stories, hear about Peyton, hear about the Tebow area, era and things like that but also have fun while doing it where now you come out for a Saturday morning, you spend a couple hours and you burn a ton of calories and you're able to see a different side of Colorado that you probably would never have thought to go and look up while doing it. So it's been a win-win situation for everybody, but it's on you, Chris, to pick yeah. the right hike. I, <laughs> I will. Have you done the incline down here in the Springs? Yeah. I'm incline. I've done that a couple of times. It's fun, it right? Once a year. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. We do it so hard. Last year, I actually took my oldest with me and uh, put him in a carrier and did it. And that was a grind. So I told him this year, if if he wants to go back, that he's going to have to help me out and and walk half of it on his own. That daddy doesn't want to carry 40 pounds up that mountain again. Yeah, well, he could uh, 
walk up halfway and then you just put them on your back and take them the rest of the way. That top yeah. part stuff. Yeah. We, yeah, we do it. Uh, I have friends that do it every week, but I've done it a few times. My daughters run up, but they can get up that thing in like 28 minutes. Like they just run up. Nice. It's the crazy. Yeah. Not me, dude. Like I'm an hour, but uh, yeah, it's exciting stuff. We're going to definitely promote the hikes and stuff. I'm, I'm definitely down with joining you on those. So let's get to these Denver Broncos. It's not like you don't talk about them a couple hours every day already. The funny thing about since the last podcast to, to today, the question is what hasn't changed with the Denver Broncos? We've got training camp coming up on the 27th. We've got a new coach, Nathaniel Hackett. We have a new owner, Rob Walton and Cond Condoleezza Rice joined him, which is kind of cool. Big fan of hers. New QB, Russell Wilson. The only thing that kind of stayed the same in the building is probably like internal staff and George Payton and George Payton's yeah. new. So, I mean, out of all those things as a, a former player, what would affect you most on your day to day for you? Is it, is it the new coach, Nathaniel Hackett, obviously? No, honestly, it's actually the GM. Oh. It's George Payton coming here and identifying the Broncos as a team that he wants to become the next GM for because we know George Payton was a hot upcoming GM candidate. And once he got here, he still had another year with Big Fangio. But what George Payton did was last year he started with his plan and saying, hey, I am going to go in my direction. We look at guys like Melvin Gordon. Melvin mm -hmm. Gordon was John Elway guy. John yeah. Elway signed Melvin Gordon to a two-year, $15 million deal. But then we watch George Payton come in, and year one of his draft, he decided to move up in the second round to go get Javante Williams. Great George Payton. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. But then we saw also the addition of Quentin Miners late in that, later on in that draft. And that's George Payton making unilateral moves a year ago, understanding the direction that he's going to take this organization in. Javante Williams is a perfect fit for this Shanahan tree wide zone scheme. Quentin Miners, you go get the fastest offensive lineman that runs a 4 seven forty times. It's absolutely ridiculous. A guy that's closing out there in the middle of Canada is chopping down trees, and that's how he wants to train, which that just now makes it even more incredible, his story, but he fits this system exactly perfect. Or last year, you're looking at him and saying, man, why would we draft Javante Williams and Quentin Miners for this West Coast system that Pat Shermer's running? But George Payton has been running the show and pulling the strings behind the scenes, knowing the direction that he was going. Reminds me, Chris, of back in 2014 when I was here with the Denver Broncos and that draft class where we drafted Michael Schofield and Matt Paradis. Michael Schofield ended up being on the roster that year, but was a healthy scratch all year. And I remember when we drafted him, I looked at him. I was like, man, you don't fit this scheme. But Elway knew that he was going to that wide zone scheme with Kubiak the year after moving on from John Fox. Matt Paradis, the Broncos are super lucky that a team didn't come and steal him. We put him on practice squad. He had to clear waivers his rookie year where we were able to hide him. And all of a sudden you go from practice squad to starting on Super Bowl team, starting all 16 games, all the playoff games and winning a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. But the year before, you're looking at these guys and saying, man, you guys don't fit this scheme. But John Elway had that 
forward thinking and knew the direction he was going in. So this reminds me a lot. George Payton reminds me a lot of that. When you're the GM, it doesn't matter who the head coach is. It doesn't matter what scheme you're running at that point, which I'm sure George Payton knew that he was going to go in a different direction than um, Vic Fangio at some point. But he was making the right decisions for what he saw this team going to and what he was transitioning. So great hire with Nathaniel Hackett this year. Then you bring in Russell Wilson and all of a sudden it starts making sense. But George Payton had to have that forward thinking over a year ago as far as what direction he was going to take the Bronco organization. So to me, that was the most important hire because GMs have to do the dirty work, have to go find those players. And George Payton has had two draft class for the Denver Broncos, and he's hit it out the park both times, in my opinion. You know, and the interesting thing last year with the pick of Patrick Sertan, we were all kind of like, we got a bunch of DBs. We just signed a couple free agents. And looking at it today, it's you have a whole new view of it. I mean, yeah. I mean what a great young player he is, and he's going to be here for quite a while. Yeah, and, you know, you look at that addition as well and how it correlates with the whole thing, Chris. Mm -hmm. You know, Patrick Sertan was the best corner in last year's draft. Patrick Sertan has already had comparisons of Champ Bailey, which is a huge honor on his Uh, behalf. Patrick Sertan had had an incredible rookie year, but you need a lockdown corner for this system. When you're running this wide zone scheme, all it is now, it's built to control the time of possession on offense, run the piss out of the football. So you're playing playoff football all year round. But on the defensive side, you got to have those lockdown corners. And George Payton, again, recognized that last year, knowing that, hey, I'm going into this system. And yeah, I'm paying um, Bryce Callahan. And yeah, I just brought in Darby. And yeah, I got all this money in this, these cornerback rooms, in this cornerback room that I'm paying these guys. But I need a true lockdown corner that could, win on man-to-man coverage every single down for me to be long-term success with this offense. And that's a heck of a job by George Payton, understanding it and saying the heck with buying one of these corners. I got to go draft my guy that's going to be here for the next 12 years. Like back in the day when you seen um, River Reavers, right? And, and yeah. you had Reavers Island or you had Champ Bailey where these guys could literally take half of the football field and lock it off. Mm-hmm. And you need that where now this Bronco team now with the addition of Russell Wilson and this offense being built to control the possession and then take the shots down the field. Now you should always be winning field. You should always be winning time possession. You should be able to run the football on anybody you want to, but now you should always be able to generate leads. And when you generate leads and you have a lockdown corner, like a PS2, a Pat Sertain the second, now that defensive line is able to pin their ears back and absolutely get after the other team's quarterback. So that's a heck of a job by George Payton as well, not only on the offensive side, but also on the defense. And to be a GM, a successful GM in this league, you've got to be able to do both and think about the direction that you're moving into and make sure that you're making the right moves. Yeah, I mean, it's like George Payton's playing chess when we're all playing checkers, and it, and it makes sense after two moves and you're almost done. But, I, you know, the impact of Russell Wilson coming to town. We all know what Russell is. We've seen him. I'm super excited about it, but I'm curious from you, like you went through the Tebow era, obviously Peyton Manning, Russ is a leader. Like is Russ's leadership style going to change some of the 
some of the mindset of some of the players in the locker room because you know i think everybody in an nfl locker room they're all alphas like you know they're the best of the best they've been there they've seen that they've done that and it just looks like not a like not a losing mindset but they just kind of looked like they were going through the motions a little bit last year under Vic Fangio. It didn't look like they were enjoying it. And I think that was a lot of it. And just, you know, so as far as like Russ and Nathaniel Hackett bringing that new energy, how much do you think that's going to do for this team this year? A lot, Chris, you know, there's one thing that we all know about Russell Wilson immediately since he's got here. We have this whole thing on the fan of, you know, keeping up with the Wilsons and we're, Mm -hmm. Excuse me. We're watching where Russell and Sierra is. But what's been the most incredible thing with all the travels and you got people that get mad and say, oh, my goodness, they're always all over the place. I love it because he's taking advantage of these last six weeks before training camp comes. Mm -hmm. And then he's going to have to lock in. But what we see Russell doing is that he's willing to pay and support and travel with his team, his support staff, his quarterback coach, his personal quarterback coach, his um his people that do his massage, his recovery people, his chef, different things like that, where he's traveling with these people and shelling out the money to make sure that he is also getting ready for a tough, tough grueling season and making sure his body is right. So with getting a guy like Russell Wilson, a guy that has played a ton of football but takes care of his body, it now rubs off and becomes contagious for with these other guys. So before, you just talked about the big fan join. Didn't look like guys were having fun. I'll tell you that you're absolutely right. A lot of times last year, it's like, here we go again. The Broncos are down by a touchdown. And you could almost see like the quit or the, the air that's been deflated mm-hmm. out of this whole team. Now you have a guy like Russell Wilson that takes care of his body, knows how to win, knows how to come back and win. And you're always going to be in football games. So now if you benefit from seeing a veteran and seeing what it takes to perfect your craft and work on your body and the hours that you have to put in this, but also, you know, you have the guy where you're never really out of a game. So it changes the whole aura of this locker room. It changes the mindset of each individual where now it's like, man, if we're losing a game, it's probably because we have put ourselves in this position. But if we are down in a game, we still have an opportunity to win that game as long as there's still time on the clock. Yeah. And I couldn't gr- agree with you more. And it, it's, it was just sad to watch. And, you know, to be honest with you, I've had season tickets for the Denver Broncos since the nineties and it's and done uh, this on radio for quite a long time. And it was just not fun to, to cover it, man. Cause you just want these guys to succeed so bad. You know what I mean? You know what they're putting into it and they just, from the outside looking in, it just never looked like they had what they needed to get where they wanted to go. And uh, it, it was bummer. So it's a quarterback driven league, Chris. And when you sure. sit here with the Broncos and Peyton Manning leaves, and then all of a sudden it's Trevor Simeon. And then, oh my goodness, it's a year of Brock Osweiler, Paxton Lynch, and Trevor Simeon. Then, oh, we're going to try Case Keenum and relive in the Minnesota Miracle. And then, oh, Joe Flacco's going to come in, and he still has a lot of football left. And then, oh, my goodness, we're going to go with the young gun, Drew Locke. And then, oh, my goodness, we're going to try Teddy Bridgewater. It's been a carousel with yes. the quarterback position. And if you don't have stability at the quarterback position in a quarterback-driven league, you're not going to have a lot of fun. You're not going to win a lot of football games, and you're going to be miserable 
here in Bronco country. But now that finally has changed because George Payton didn't care and basically said, the heck with those draft picks. If I got an opportunity to go get Russell Wilson, that's 33 years old, that takes care of his body, spends over a million dollars on his body each and every year, I'm going to go do this. Yeah, why not, right? Yeah, I'm going to go get a guy that could probably play for the next seven years at a high level at the quarterback position, very realistic. I'm going to go get a guy that changes the whole trajectory and changes the mindset of a lot of these younger guys. I'm going to go get a guy that's a player coach on the field to help bring along Jerry Judy, KJ Handler, and help get the absolute potential out of Portland Sutton that's had quarterback after quarterback after quarterback, and Tim Patrick, who's made a name for itself. Where now it becomes really exciting to be in Bronco country, especially for these young guys. You know, I'm excited to watch it as a fan, but I'm excited for a lot of these young guys as well, Chris. Super excited for Tim Patrick. Super excited for Portland Sutton. Super excited for Calvin Anderson. Super excited for Garrett Bowles and all the crap that he's been getting over the last couple of years where now he has a real NFL quarterback. So I look at these guys where Russell was able to make Dwayne Brown look good when the Houston Texans gave up after him after 12 years, a stellar career that he had. And then Dwayne Brown goes from Houston where he looks like he has no life left to now a quarterback that is very conventional, throws the ball on time, can, you know, scramble a little bit, where now Dwayne Brown's a Pro Bowl player and has a lot left in the tank playing out there for Seattle for many years after Houston completely gave up on him after playing over a decade for him. So this is the quarterback that we have. We have somebody that elevates the play and the potential and now turns people from just being good, turns them into being great. And that's why we should be excited as Bronco country. You know, oh, we got training camp. Everybody's excited. Training camp is starting next week. To wrap it up, why don't you uh, give the listeners a few things they should look for? There's so many to pick from. We could sit here for like hour upon hour and just pick it off. But just look, give them a few things they, they need to look at as training camp starts. Well, you're going to have to look at this offense. This offense is the most com- – it- For offensive linemen, it's the easiest offense because a lot of it is based off the run game and you know you're going to be heavy into play action. But when you look at the quarterback position, the wide receiver position, um, running back and tight end, it's going to be the most complex offense. This, a, A lot of things that we do, that the Broncos are going to be doing is concepts where one word means a certain route tree for two wide receivers but now if you're in a formation that puts three wide receivers to that side, it means something completely different. So you're really going to have some have to have some smart guys out there to have this offense running fully at its optimal, optimal level. Um, we got to pay attention to the tight end position because this offense only functions if you have a tight end that can do it all. You cannot just have a tight end that is great at route running and catching the ball like Albert O is and is only a willing blocker. Albert O needs to become more than a woolen blocker in order for this offense to be successful because you don't want to get into the situation where you're subbing different tight ends in because you're telling your hand, oh, Albert O's in, they're throwing the ball. Oh, (laughs) they put in a different guy, they're probably running the ball. So Albert O is going to have to step up drastically in order for this offense to really function and be hidden on all cylinders. And defensively, what I would say is, 
don't sleep on DJ Jones. DJ Jones, I was in San Francisco last year coaching. He was the second best defensive lineman we had on that defensive line next to Nick Bosa. DJ Jones is not just a run stuffer. He could actually rush the passer as well, which will be huge for this team because, you know, when I look at guys like Shelby Harris, great player that we lost in the trade with Russell Wilson, Mm -hmm. but Shelby was good at batting down balls and trying to stuff the run. DJ Jones is a more stout guy that could actually get to the passer. So don't be shocked if it's a third and eight situation and you see DJ Jones out there thinking, man, I thought he was only here to stuff the run because he actually can rush the passer. DJ Jones and Bradley Chubb should be absolutely best friends because Bradley Chubb, this is a make or break here. You're playing on your fifth year option. You have to lean on this interior pass rush to now get the quarterback to try to get out of the pocket. Where now Bradley Chubb should be an absolute monster. And the last thing that I would tell the listeners to look at and pay close attention to, Chris, is the inside linebacker position. Who's going to emerge as the two starters? Uh, we know Josie Jewell, they would like him there. But Josie needs to step up and step up in a big way with all the RPOs that we're seeing now in today's passing league and all the confusion that offenses are running. But the great thing about it is Josie Jewell and whatever other inside linebacker becomes the starter for the Broncos, they will be battle-tested in playing against this Russell Wilson and Shanahan offense each and every day in training camp. Great stuff, Oh, I appreciate it. Awesome first episode. I don't know. What's your grade? What are you giving me? Like what on this are you going to do? A plus, baby. Yeah, plus. that's what I'm talking about. And we're going to be doing this every week. We're going to have guests. Big O is just on it. I'm excited to have you, man. Great stuff. Thank you again, buddy, today. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, Chris. Hope you enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll talk next week. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.